This is the the point where I looked it up on uh, on uh, Wikipedia. I was like, maybe it's like um, you know, the Tempest. Or something. <laughs> and it was like it was just critical reception. Oh, I've like, I, I've heard some no, no, wishful no. thinking things in my time, but <laughs> can you imagine like the absolute you say that film would have to make like oh, and then this witch called the Sycorax comes in. It's like wait a minute, like how would it become the Tempest? I love that you picked that of all things. <laughs> Are you not Hello and welcome to Well Good Movies, the podcast that gives you the topics you love discussing and the movies you love watching. I am your host, David Osger, and I am joined by Cupid himself, Craig McDonald. Yeah. Uh, and today it is Valentine's Day. Aww. Yes, we're talking about all things love. Aww. And that includes some of our favourite and best rom-coms. Ooh. Oh, please. Yeah, we're, we're all here with the cheese today, guys. How are you feeling about it, Craig? Yeah, no, we're not doing this. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. We are not doing this. Like, we're not doing this fancy crap. Can we please just do something else? Uh, okay, cool. Let's go. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a Are you not Well, good movies. Yes, welcome to Well Good Movies, the podcast that gives you the topics worth discussing and the movies worth watching. I'm your host, David Osger, and I'm not with Cupid. I'm probably more with Hades, I'd probably say, for the anger, which is Craig McDonald. Hello, Craig. Yeah, don't mess with me. <laughs> uh, today is Valentine's Day. Boo! <laughs> yeah, uh, we're all about that anti-Valentine's Day today, so uh, we're, we're going to be talking about love. Boo! <laughs> but it's all in uh, the light of bad rom-coms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so as you can probably tell there from uh, our enthusiastic audience, <laughs> but slash guests, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, bad rom-coms because we are there for your couples, but also your singles because, you know, there's romance, but it can also be pretty nauseating sometimes. And, and in the world of movies, that's especially relevant. So to go through all that today, we have some fantastic and very funny guests with us today. First of all, we've got drag artist and comedian Lucy Fur. Uh, hello, how Yay, are you? Yay, me! <laughs> uh, we've said about getting you on for a long time. Uh, yeah, we movies. just couldn't find a, a good match. Yeah. So. Uh, but now but I'm here. Yes, and uh, all, all ready to talk some yeah, interesting rom-coms. Your main sort of outlet that you sort of like do all your drag and stuff is... Prostitution, yeah. <laughs> is oh, I knew I knew you. Yeah, yeah, the docs, babe, yeah. S- slash <laughs> online videos. Cam go- oh my god, yeah, I was yeah. cam girl for a video. I was nailing uh, see, I, I went David, on- what have you done here? Yeah. <laughs> I had gone on YouTube, but I don't know, maybe it's X tube. So yeah, uh, you've worked with like BBC Sesh. Uh, uh-huh. You're on YouTube with your channel, Lucy Fu. Uh, we've got a little clip to sort of give people an idea. So this was when uh, you had found out that you weren't in RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a pretty good uh, pretty good depiction of your, of your comedy. I'm fine. I'm going to be okay. 
I'm fine. Uh, that was the dedication I was impressed with, was the shaving the hair. And, I, uh, yeah, no, I need. I literally, I shaved my head all the time, and I just needed it cut, but I had grown it out specifically to shave it for a video. Right, okay. I'm just a scam artist, basically. Nothing in that <laughs> This is one true. of the most fantastic things I've ever <laughs> That is real gin, though, in the bottle. Oh, which okay. Is worrying. You know, we're talking about Valentine's Day. Where do you come down on the sort of, you know, cinema on a date thing, you know, first first date no, especially? No, it's terrible because you can't talk and you're yeah. just sat in the dark. Yeah, no, nah, I'm not for it. I think it's, it's a bad idea. I, yeah. I, I've been on a few first dates that were like the cinema and then it's like, okay, we watched the film. Great. We know nothing about each other. Bye. Yeah, it's that's the weird one about it. And it's it's like such a for like a weird dynamic of not talking. Yeah. And what's your favourite unconventional Valentine's film? So if you were to recommend a, a, a Valentine's film that might still please both both people in the couple, but it's very unconventional, what would you go for? Human Centipede. The okay. first one. Because the second one, it just gets silly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. But the first one, as much as it's like shocking, like putting a mouth on an arsehole isn't that shocking for me personally. Like... <laughs> It's actually a horror <laughs> film. Like, there, there's stakes, there's people who need to survive. And, like, I think horror films are, like, the best for when you want to, like, cuddle up with someone. Mm. All I watch is horror films, to be fair. Um, but, like, yeah, I just think if you if you can watch someone whilst they're watching that, you really gauge, like, what they're really like. Yeah. Like, if they sort of, like, at the right bits, you're like, okay, maybe not this one. Like, we'll check the next one. Yeah. You know That's a good I mean? point, yeah. Like, and, and if it is silly, then you can sort of laugh, laugh together at it as well, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, well, our other guest is a fellow comedian and just all-round creative, <laughs> Shelley Taylor. Uh, we have obviously worked woo, with Shelley before, as we have many of our guests on uh, many sketches in, in Cardiff, etc. And uh, you also have experience with podcasting. I think you did one uh, with your boyfriend, was it? Yeah, yeah, and I'm currently producing uh, another one, which I might shout out at the end. It's ah. uh, the woman I work with, because I'm a carer. Uh, she does a theatre podcast, and it's all ah. about accessibility in theatre and, ah, and cool. that kind of thing. So she's just launched that. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of producing that. Not on the level of this. <laughs> uh, we're very lucky here. <laughs> going to steal uh, all of the equipment. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Um, I mean, that's what we're doing. So uh, You also have a Twitch channel at the moment, which yeah, I is dedicated. Yeah, So uh, what's your unconventional Valentine's film, Shelley? I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, talking about the date thing, I'm kind of... I agree with you in the broader sense of the term, but in my relationship, me and Bryn, well, we met through a friend, so we knew mm. each other before, but on our first, like, official date, we went to the movies, but then to Porter's after, so, like, we still chatted about the film. But our first date film was Gone Girl, and I really feel like that set the precedent. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I threaten and Steve all the time, like, if you push me too far, I will Gone Girl. I have the diary entries, it can be done. So, yeah, he's still with me <laughs> five years later. That is an interesting one. And this is why I'm glad to be the one single person in the room. <laughs> That's an interesting one, actually, to think of, like, what was your first cinema film of, like, a couple and stuff? What does it say about them yeah. kind of thing? That's, that's quite an none, interesting None one. of mine have been romantic ones. Like, a previous one was Hot Fuzz. That's okay. Yeah, that was good fun.
like I said, today we're talking about bad rom-coms. So this is well good movies, but we're going to be talking about some well bad movies today. Uh, just in the light of, you know, being, you know, a bit against the whole lovey-dovey thing of Valentine's Day. And like I said, rom-coms can be very hit and miss. So we've got uh, three very interesting uh, rom-coms that uh, I've, I've challenged these guys to watch, which I think they're like hating me for now with the death <laughs> stairs. We'll go straight in with Good Luck Chuck, which uh, Lucy had the privilege of watching. <laughs> How was how was this for you? I, I've seen this before. I saw it, like, not when it came out, but, like, someone had it on DVD, one of my mates, and was like, oh, let's watch that, that'll be fun. And I remember not enjoying it when we watched it when I was, like, a child, because it was, like, 2007, so, like, 13 years ago. It's so bad. Like, I... Rewatching it, I was like, wow, this is... This is way, way worse than I, I ever thought it was. The best friend's quite rapey. I, I really want oh, to discuss fantastic. that in depth. Right. Um, <laughs> is this the male best friend? Yeah, the okay. fat one. Also, like, why is the fat one got to be rapey? As a fat person, I'm like, we're not all rapey. Like, yeah. some of us probably are, but... <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm supporting the not all of us. Craig started nodding along really early yeah. in that statement. Yeah. yeah, we're not, we're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... And he's just like gross. Like the it, like the film opens and their kids playing spin the bottle. Also, those kids are so young to be playing spin the bottle. Like what the hell? They're like ten or something, and they're playing spin the bottle. And for some reason, there's like this gothy girl sat in the corner who I'm like, yeah, that's me. Um, and I'm like, why is she there though? Like all the other kids are completely like ignoring her. And I'm like, is she someone's sister who had to be invited or like why is she there? That's never explained because like I was literally that gothy little girl and I wasn't invited to parties like that. Right, do you? The parties I went to, all the kids were like weird gothy little kids. <laughs> so they're playing spin the bottle. The fat friend goes in the room with this girl and he's like really creepy and he's like, let me kiss your boobies. And I'm like, ew, no, you're 10, <laughs> stop it. And the girl's like, no, get away from me. And he's like really pushy with her. And it's like, wow, this is, this is rapey. The gothy girl goes into the room with Chuck and he wanted to kiss this other like pretty blonde girl, which again, racism. She's Aryan, she's blonde haired and blue eyed. Did you want the brown haired girl, did it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rapiness, <laughs> racism. It started off well. <laughs> and she's like got a pentagram, so it was like anti witchcraft, which I'm very against. So they go into the thing and she's like really like just on him. They're like 10 and she's like scratching him and stuff. It gets weird. Then they fall out of the cupboard and then she's like, I'm cursing you, Charlie. And I was like, why? Like you've fallen out of the cupboard. Like nothing happened that would justify that. But like props to her, like witches do what witches do. So she curses him and then later in life, anyone he has sex with or anyone he dates they're not very specific although later it's like anyone he's having sex with the, the next guy they're with it's like the the guy like and they end up married and like having a wonderful life which like as a premise I was thinking about it a good film could have been made out of this but they had Dane Kirk who I cannot stand and he's stupid <laughs> oh, he's just like I'm all for, like, body positivity and stuff, but, like, Jessica Alba is the love interest. Dane Cook is not, like, Jessica Alba here. She's, like, immaculate. She's stunning. Top tier, though. He's just gross. Like, he's just... He obviously worked out and stuff for it, so he's, like, physically fit, but I was like, you're not gonna be with Jessica Alba. She's she's an angel sent from heaven, and you're just Dane Cook. He's literally... He's a comedian. Like, comedians are never that attractive. I know. I am a comedian. <laughs> So, I think same. all of us just looked around the room at each <laughs> other. Like, Wait a like, minute. We're all comedians. We're all goblins. <laughs> no, and like, we're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at it. 
Why is he drag? It's like cover up the ugly. Um, so glad podcast. <laughs> that premise though that also made me think like, okay, this seems like a funny one to give you because a lot of these rom coms will have these very like chauvinistic, like big headed yeah. storylines and like the, the idea of like so is it then women start sleeping with him on purpose so that they're yeah, like so like, I can the, so that it gets out that like anyone he sleeps with is uh, gonna find their perfect man like the next day or whatever. So all these women, he's a dentist, which I was like, why? Why is he a friggin' dentist? And then the fat guy, the fat guy is a plastic surgeon, but only does boob jobs. I was like, oh, mate, you're not gonna make a million dollars. Like, I'm just putting it out there. Cause once you've done them all, they're done. So like in your area, do you know what? It's just maths. So they work in an office like opposite each other. They're still best friends for some reason. And then he goes into his dentist's office once, like, word is out, like, oh, any woman that sleeps with this guy. <laughs> and then his dentist's office is just full of all these women. And I was like, this is a terrible place to be like, hey, do you want to, like, yeah. <laughs> rail me so I can find <laughs> the right guy? Like, whilst you're getting, like, your cavity filled. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that's not great plan, is it? in the waiting room with magazines. There's literally drilled. so many women just sat in the waiting room and <laughs> I've got a big cavity that's <laughs> filled. They didn't even do that joke. That would have been hilarious. Wait, Spade. what? <laughs> they, don't, they don't make that joke. Please. You just made a funnier joke than the whole film. Wait, so do they make, do they use any comic co- possibilities with this dent, or is it literally just a load any of women? Innuendo. It's just a, ju- it's just a thing that he's a dentist. Oh my it's life. like it's not commented on, it's not used in any way. It's just made to make him more boring. Basically. <laughs> literally, it's like they may as well have made him Dane Cook stand-up comedian, and like it wouldn't have changed the film at all. Also, I want to know if he wrote some of it because these like <laughs> gratuitous sex scenes, and there's. Oh, this is like Tommy well. Wiseau level yeah, of like, yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah, made a sex. It, it's literally, there's like a montage of sex scenes and it's just like Dane Cook with like all these different women and they've all got their tits out. And I'm just like, Dane Cook should have got his dick out. Like, absolutely should have got his dick out. And the fact he didn't makes me question Dane Cook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I hate a film that's like... <laughs> uh, women can get their boobs out, yeah, cool, but like, a man can't get his willy out, like... Give the girls what they want. Also, who is this film for? Because it was so like misogynistic and so like, hey, bro, like, yeah. the fat one calls the uh, calls Dane Cook a fag at one point, and I was like, and you can't. It's, it's twenty twenty. You can't oh, say that yeah. anymore. I don't even know. I say that all the time. A lot of these rom coms don't age well. No, it's so bad. Um, and yeah, I was like, what, who is this for? Because men wouldn't watch it, like, because it's like a rom com. Yeah. I guess they would, but like. Also, women wouldn't watch it because it's just so aimed at men. I just don't understand who is meant to be going to the cinema and watching it, which is why the film flopped so badly and made no money and good. So you wouldn't recommend it? Oh, my God, no. Like, literally watch anything else. Watch Paint Dry. Jessica Alba <laughs> is really bad in it as well. Like, she can't act in it, and I don't yeah. understand why. Well, to, like, feel your guys' pain, I didn't want to, like... So I didn't want, like, you all watching one, and, like... So I watched What Happens in Vegas just to, like, still, like, go through the pain of watching, like, a bad one. And similarly, in that, like, Cameron Diaz has some really, like, bad sort of, like... You know, like, I think at one point she literally has a scene in which she's showing Aston Kutcher how to lift and put the toilet seat up. She's like, lift it up, lift it down, lift it up. And it's like, and there's like a... Emotional labour. <laughs> <Am I right? laughs> and there's literally a, a line in there, which I wrote down, which is he walks past her and she's putting on some sort of like sports bra. And he's like, oh, 
but what's with the sports bra? And she goes, um, it's comfy and supportive, like a man should be. And I was just like, wow. Ew, 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 no. And then the rest of the film is like how he like gets her out of her shell and she bees the person she wants to be. And I'm like, well, what are you trying to say in this situation then? It's like, isn't that... I Change thought exactly that was the who word. you are to find love. But but with agreed. <laughs> but with good luck, Chuck. Hard agree. Yeah. So is it he then? Jessica Alba is one of those women who goes after him because she wants to meet the good guy. No, after, no, or? like she she's just meets him and for some reason it's like wow I love him and I was like why he's not funny he's <laughs> like gross and he's a dentist she works at a, <laughs> a penguin sanctuary Aww. and they were like it was like you know like Manic Drix Pixie Dream Girl they were trying to do that but just like missed and they were like yeah she's so kooky she works with penguins and it was like <laughs> these like scenes where Dane Cook is at the animal sanctuary watching her work and doesn't go up and speak to her and then just walks out. And yeah. I was like, if I later found out that a man who I was romantically interested in had come to my work, watched me from afar without my knowledge, <laughs> and then left, I would be like, Mum, phone the police. Like, yeah. I don't know why I'd ask my mum. Like, I'm an adult, I phone the police. My mum works for the police. That's what made me think, Mum. <laughs> Like, get through quicker, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But just yeah, that, was, that would be the yeah. moment of realisation. You'd be sat in your living room like, oh, my God, he's following me, Mum. You know, like, yeah, you, you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. that's so romantic. It's like, no, it's not. He's stalking you. You need to run. He's going to end up killing you or one of your friends or like, oh, no, it creeps me out. The friends are always like obsessed with boobs and stuff. In, in, in What Happens in Vegas, Cameron Diaz literally goes into a taxi and the guy goes... Uh, you, you got any money? She was like, no, he just stole my wallet. And he's like, you're going to have to show me your boobs then. I was like, wow, this really doesn't age well. And she does. And she gets the taxi what? ride. Yeah. She does it. She settles for one boob, apparently. That's her. That's that's how far does this taxi <laughs> I was just going to say, go. like, how far this does is one New, boob get? New York, me? right? Yeah. One block. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think David was just watching fake taxi. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it would be the cadeaus of one boob in fake taxi, to be fair. <laughs> well, maybe one of the shorter videos. I feel videos. a bit uh, shortchanged <laughs> yeah. if I turned on fake taxi. <laughs> Just one boob. That would be like... <laughs> that would be the comment section. Like, I was, very, I was very disappointed that there was only one boob. <laughs> Are we going to be going up in quality now, Shelley, to Maid of Honor, or do you think it's only going downhill about the same. <laughs> so, yeah. You... In fact, it, it sounds pretty much like the same plot. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, so you have Maid of Honor. Yes, to, Maid so. of Honor, 2008. Yeah, I, uh... 2007, so... Oh, yeah. bad, bad decade. <laughs> <laughs> the tens, the noughties. Um, Naughty noughties. And I was, I got excited. I didn't know, I knew it was going to be an anti-Valentine, and I was ready to, I was like, they'll get me on because they know I'm a comedian, and I can write jokes about a film. But I, yeah, I didn't know until about half, so halfway through the film, I paused it and looked it up to see if there was something intellectual that was missing about it. I was like, maybe it's like based on the Shakespeare and I'm not getting <laughs> the dualities. And then I saw its Rotten Tomatoes score and I was like, oh, he's, yeah, he's picked the, the worst ones. <laughs> so then I twigged. Yeah, so the film starts out, it's Patrick Dempsey and they're in college. Now, Patrick Dempsey probably was in his 40s at this point and they've put like a sort of floppy hair wig. Oh and I genuinely, I didn't know that this was going to be like a, uh, a precursor to the actual, it's like 10 years later after this uh, prologue. But... Um, 
I thought maybe the whole film would be this. And I was like, are they really, are they doing this? So it starts with him and he's obviously like this playboy in college and uh, it's a Halloween party and he's got a Bill Clinton mask on. And um, he's obviously seeing or sleeping with someone called Monica. So he's like, Monica, Monica, like looking through. And I was like, oh, it's pretty funny, like political jokes because it's Bill Clinton <laughs> looking through a crowd of women. <laughs> um, and then he like, there's obviously a house party and he goes in and gets into bed with a woman. And it's the main character who is the best friend of Monica. And they have this awkward moment. And she, she's like, you can't just get into bed with a woman without consent. And I was like, yes, girl, yes, yes, and blah, blah, blah. And I really liked her. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a but Sorry, coming. Just I... for the fact this is a podcast, your face there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I really liked her. And then there was just all your soul left yeah. in your face. <laughs> It's just that moment of pause and just like, okay, I've given this a chance. It's, it's what happens with a lot of these rom-coms. They start off promising, but then yeah. you're like, what happens? Like, it's like the writer was like, okay, I'm going to write a rom-com. It's going to be funny. I'm going to write some jokes. And then 10 pages in, they're like... Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that really, really happened here. Um, yeah, so flash forward 10 years. Um, they're like best friends after this weird encounter where he gets into bed with her. And if it's set, uh, sorry, it's set in 2008, yeah? I think so, yeah. So it would have been 98, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so the around, Monica thing would be more relevant, yeah, okay. Yeah, so again, sort of clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, temporary. <laughs> I mean, yeah. watching it in 2020, so I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're now best friends, but like, without benefits since uni, since this meeting, you know, because... You would end up best friends with the guy who... Sorry, a man and a bed. woman are best friends. <laughs> Without what? benefits. Crazy. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. no, I just realised. No! <laughs> and then, well, there's a bit before it flash, flashes forward to ten years where she's like, I would never sleep with you. <laughs> ever. And in, in my head, I was like, it was like the Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, One hour later. <laughs> the gang sleeps with you. Yeah. She does sleep with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just um, going to make that title card now. <laughs> yeah, so at the end of the first act, she kind of goes, I can't remember what her job was. Again, it didn't matter much. It was just get her away for six weeks so that he can realise that he's in love with her. She works with penguins. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, so she goes, she goes to Scotland. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you guys know Friends very well. But yeah, this, yeah. This next bit was basically the exact moment that... Uh, uh, Ross comes back from Beijing with Julie. Oh, and yeah. And Rachel's there with the flowers. Like, she, she loves him. And, and then Ross has a girlfriend. So she comes back after six weeks. This this feminist who was like, don't get into bed with me. And she's like, I'm engaged. Ah! <laughs> and so I'm like, at this point, I don't like either of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it goes on. And suddenly he's super jealous of this poor guy who who's just fallen in love with this American woman who was away for work. <laughs> and we're meant to hate this guy. Is he Scottish? Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. Um, and he's really nice. It ends up like he's a duke. So I wrote, after six weeks seeing a man, a woman who seemed like someone who really doesn't approve of whirlwind slash rushing into things, accepts a proposal. So what sort of person is she now? Total tar character turnaround. And I don't think first act Hannah would like second act Hannah. <laughs> This is the the point where I looked it up on uh, 
on <laughs> uh, Wikipedia. I was like, maybe it's like, um, you know, The Tempest or something. <laughs> and it was like, it was just critical reception. Oh, I've, I, I've heard no, no, some no, no, wishful no. thinking things in my time, but... <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the absolute u turn that film would have to make? Like, oh, and then this witch called the Sycorax. It's <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like, how would it become The Tempest? I love that you picked that of all things. <laughs> It's like, I'm just going to Scotland to, like, study penguins. And then it's like, she comes back and she's like, here's my new boyfriend, the Sycorax. That would have been a more fun film to watch. That would have been hilarious. Like a genre smashing. I might might remake it. (laughs) (laughs) Frame for frame until that point. And then the Sycorax. She's like, I've come back from this island and I've seen some things. (laughs) An old... <laughs> comes off the plane with her. Oh my god! So they do pretty well with the. The one thing I liked about this film was some of the music. Like it was two thousand and eight kind of pop music, so I was kind of digging it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was really trying to find stuff because <laughs> I like rom coms. I wasn't. I didn't want to completely shit on it. Yeah. but I'm gonna have to. <laughs> but the film just didn't let <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, didn't let up. Um, yeah, so when she arrives with her boyfriend, it's kind of sad, and they've got this sad music. And then he just, like, falls over a bunch of people at the airport, and, like, it's any moments of poignancy in this film are completely ruined by slapstick. Like, any yeah. light and shade, they were just like, okay, rom-com, so it's all light, 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 light. It's going to yeah. be funny. Uh, yeah, accidental flexing, blah, blah, blah. I'm not on Tom's side at all. This is Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> so where does the maid of honour sort of thing right, come in? Right, so, through? yeah, sorry, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, like, maybe two-thirds of the way into the film. Oh, oh really? my God, I've seen this film. She's the maid of honour. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, so no, I have seen this like, film. If you ever got married, I know you, I'd be your your best man so I'd like you to be and then it was like it zoomed in on his face and it was like nah, the maid of honour and he was like no my masculinity uh, so, so then he's he's emasculated in front of this Scottish m- macho guy um, and yeah the second half of the film has some redeeming features because they went to Scotland to film it sorry yeah. Greg you're I was just going to say it's, it's just weird because I'm not going to go into it much now but it means that two of the three films that we're looking at today have have male maid of honours. That's really, that's really mm. weird. That like, that's just a trope. How embarrassing would that be? Yeah, I'm just like, oh come on. <laughs> you, you do when you are looking, you think like, oh, 2008, like maid of honour. You do expect it to be like one of those stories of like, like, you know, never the bride kind of thing. Yeah, so then yeah, I was yeah, like, I thought it'd be like that. Yeah. And as oh, you were explaining yeah. it, I'm like, oh my god, I've seen. Oh this. yeah, I, I should point out it's, it's spelled M A D E, like maid. Yeah. Like he's maid of honor. At no point in the film. Yeah, this is something that David and I. Sorry. <laughs> this is something and I, David, are really sad about. Yeah, um, because when we saw that, I like really wanted it to be. I said, oh, do you know what the better nice. film would be with that? It would be that it would like be a maid of honor, like a female best friend, but she's like in the military service, and she's like, "Will you be my maid of honor?" And she was like, "Oh, um, of course, but weddings aren't really my thing." Blah blah blah. But she comes all the way from Iraq or whatever to like you know be her maid of honor. But on the way back, she gets into like you know a, a war zone thing, or like she gets kidnapped or something, and she and has then to the like cigarettes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but then she has to like you know get her way out with her military training to like be there for a best friend on a wedding day, and it's literally like the wedding, like they're all there, like where is she? Where is she? Like the doors swing open she gets there like in her like army commander uniform like comes in and at the end the, the final line is like thank you for being here like you know you're such a good maid of honor and she's like no thank you because now i am made of 
because not only in just her career, but like her loyalty to her friend. I would yeah. like to point out that David and I had this discussion about nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're still working on the script. <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. <laughs> I'd back that, you know, if I had a million dollars. Tom is a total dick, but then I don't much like Hannah at this point either, so they deserve to end up together, which they, <laughs> which they will 100%. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to Shelley's like story time reading sessions now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, kids. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> Today we're going to hear a beautiful story about feminism. <laughs> oh, I got really, really excited because once uh, she asks him to be her maid of honour, like the macho group of lads who all play blast basketball together, like his friends, uh, get together and like rent this video on how to be a good maid of honour. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so tongue in cheek. I, I still had faith in this film <laughs> because David, you assigned this film to me, and yes. I thought, David won't do me like this. <laughs> but David then did me like this. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, there's so many opportunities. You know, like the, um, in Dodgeball, like the uh, training videos, really, <laughs> really funny. But no, she's just like, hi, welcome to being a good maid of honour. And then it turns into a montage of them, like, hating all the stuff that maid of honours have to do, and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then they all go to Scotland, because it turns out that this Scottish guy is a duke. Right. Um, so, you know, he's really nice to her. He's, he's good-looking. The only thing that he does that kind of makes her go, like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't marry him, is... Um, they're sat at this, like, massive grand dining table. Think, like, Highland Hall and stuff. And um, and he's got a big bit of steak. And so does she. And she goes to take... She's like, can I have a bit of your steak? And he's like, if you want a bit of steak, just ask. And he cuts a bit off and puts it on a plate in the middle of them. And she, like, looks at him, like... <laughs> and that's, that's all he does. That's all he does. And... I, uh, I mean, at the end, the the boyfriend who... They've been through nothing together, like nothing, except he jumped into bed with her accidentally and they become best friends. But, That's how anyone becomes best friends, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, she only tells him, her supposed best friend, maid of honour, the day before that when she gets married, she's just going to stay over there and live in Scotland. She's like, yeah, by the way, I'm going to gonna stay. It's like, oh, such good friends. <laughs> no leaving party or anything. Oh, there's so much to say, and I'm just... <laughs> so do they end up together? Yeah, so at the very... It's the Why very did you shocked? ask if a typical yeah, like, thing in well, the film would happen? No, no, it was more triggered to know how on earth they end up getting together from this scenario. So <laughs> she has uh, a bridal shower, and I don't know if it's a real Scottish tradition or what, but she had this, like, tip jar as she was walking around the pub <laughs> in Scotland and people were giving her kisses and putting money in the jar as part of the thing. And so he, Tom, uh, is in the pub, like, the other side of it, and she's kind of like, you know, there's these old Scottish men, like, giving her a kiss on the cheek and putting a pound in the jar or whatever. Does he put, like, a 100 quid in? No, so he... And no, expect I think, more than a kiss. <laughs> I think they like collide and the, the jar falls on the floor and they have to like bend down together to uh, pick it all God. up and then um, and then he like 
it's someone else's money that he's picked up off the floor he like puts it in and kisses her gently on the lips and that, bear in mind so he's cheap as well like on top of everything else he's using someone else's money and bear in mind this is full view on her bridal shower he's the maid of honour all of this guy that she's marrying's family apart from him are there in this pub he just this kiss just turns into like a full on kiss and then no, no one looks around, no one stops or, like, looks. They're just having this snog in the middle of this pub. Oh, it's so... I was like, no one sees this! <laughs> if no I one was... sees this! But that that's also part of why I give this to you, because, like, the description that I saw on some of the, like, worst lists <laughs> was just, like, the sheer, like, pettiness of this guy. And I think the, the list I saw it on, they were like, it's something like she orders dim sum and he's, like... He like looks down on it for ordering dim sum. Oh, yeah, How really, dare he? He's and, really like, particular. He yeah. likes everything steamed or something. Yeah. He orders the wrong dim sum. Yeah. And he's a, a dick a, a dick to her about it. But that's not as bad as this rich, really nice Scottish duke wanting to share the plate in between. Oh uh, yeah, I put fifteen minutes from the end. Finally a heartfelt moment with Hannah and her mother um looking through photos. Because apparently her dad's passed away that you find out at this moment. <laughs> and it's like, you know, he always thought you would end up with Tom. And, uh, oh, God. Uh, yeah, so he crashes the wedding. She just kisses him in front of this poor guy who's fallen in love with her and wants to marry her. What's the Scottish guy's reaction? He's he too- punches him. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. fair, yeah. Oh, okay. no, yeah. I, that's believable. Yeah, or, or someone in the family punches him. Um, he was too busy back. picking up money from when, the pub. <laughs> when, when he crashes the wedding, like they're getting married in this beautiful church that's like on this uh, bit of the beach that's only accessible at low tide and stuff. So um, he has to get to because he decides he's not going to go to the wedding after this awkward kiss because he's such a great best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, what about the actual person getting married who's kissed yeah. somebody? Like, you know, she's like, maybe um, I shouldn't go. <laughs> and so some. <laughs> God. He's like, how 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 am I gonna get to her? And as he's saying that, this lorry pulls up with um, a horse box on the back of this giant horse. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe he's gonna use that horse. <laughs> and he's like, can I borrow your horse? <laughs> so he comes into the church. What? Like, no, the horse. The horse. The horse gets swims the over. Like what? Can horses doesn't, even swim? Doesn't show it. All it shows is the horse galloping towards the, <laughs> leaps the like... front of this church, no. and then just bucking him off. So he... <laughs> it's like, does anyone have any reason why this man and this woman? He just goes like, well, up the aisle, off this horse again. How fast any, was the horse going if it propelled up the aisle miles an hour? <laughs> They make courses different up in Scotland. <laughs> if you um, hit me at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> if you yeet a potential groom at me at 95 miles an hour. There's a 100% uh, chance this wedding is being cancelled. <laughs> There's also weird encounters with dogs. There's two weird encounters where a dog's just sitting there randomly while he's trying to make a decision. In fact, it's a dog that makes him go back to the wedding. There's a dog on the side of the road and just, he, he like shakes hands with the dogs and he's like, thank you. I love you, boy. <laughs> and then goes back. So I was what? Like, I got excited. I wrote doggo. <laughs> and then bases his life's decisions on a dog. Like, Can he talk if, to dogs? 
Is that like I mean, a anyone can talk never. to dogs? Yeah. Is can <laughs> yeah. the dog yeah. 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 understand? Yeah, he can talk to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> dog <doesn't> talk back. <laughs> but if you could talk to animals, hopefully the horse wouldn't have bugged him off. <laughs> I got really annoyed by the end. This is when I was like, I'm gonna oh. find out who suggested. And then I got so mad. Like, this is life's decisions on a dog. Formulate chaotic wedding crash. The bloody horse stuff. That was really, really bad, and that was my <laughs> overall. So my redeeming factors of why you should watch Maid of Honor or why you shouldn't kill yourself after watching Maid <laughs> of Honor is decent songs on the soundtrack, some pretty shots of Scotland, but honestly, I could go and do that, right? <laughs> I could point a camera at Scotland. And <laughs> Just scary. landscape Scotland, dog, landscape yeah, exactly. dog. <laughs> uh, so, no, no, don't, no. don't watch that film. <laughs> But thank you for making me watch it. We'll go on to our next film, which is Craig with Bride Wars. Well, I'm going to start with the positives of this film. And uh, uh, as opposed to the two films that uh, you two had to sort of watch, I can happily say there are no misogynist men in this film. I'd be the judge of that. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) The bad news is that all the women have written horrendously, so they're doing themselves no favours. There is the presence of misogynists. I was going to say, the misogynist men are behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. There's always misogynists. The thing is, they even try making out that one of the men is misogynist when he's really not. Um, But yeah, so, okay, so what is the racist? Okay, so what is the premise of Bride Wars? Basically, two best friends growing up uh, basically fantasize about having the perfect uh, perfect weddings, uh, you know, like the perfect day, perfect dresses, perfect venue, all of that. Who are they marrying? Doesn't matter. They are inconsequential. Because apparently in any form of the film, only the wedding is important, not like, you know, the marriage afterwards. Um so they grow up and they're both in uh, they're both in uh, steady good relationships, uh, and it gets to the point where the boyfriends start proposing to them. Uh, Anne Hathaway's character is proposed to first, uh, which makes Kate Hudson's character very very jealous out of nowhere to the point she storms into her boyfriend's office and says, "Propose to me." Um, basically, they're, but they're best friends up until this point. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're best friends. They're happy, happy for each other. Yeah, friend. women. No, women. They if they're friends, they hate each other. That's oh, how. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. And this is sort of, and this is the point. And this is the point where he's like, if you, friends. literally, she storms into this office and it's just like, it's just like, are you going to marry me? He's like, well, if you had waited until literally tonight, I, I would have. Like she already knew he had the ring. Aww. That's so sad. That's so yeah. I think, but like anyway, they're they're engaged. Then they go to like Yay. this. Then they go to like this this absolutely famous uh, wedding planner. Um, so she ruins his proposal, but still gets her way anyway. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, engaged now. Yeah. <laughs> cool I mean, great. she was already telling people when she found the ring. It's like I'm engaged. It's like it's just, and then to the point there's where like he didn't do anything, and then like the other. Uh, then Anne Hathaway's character got proposed oh, to. Right, She's I like, it's like, she oh, wait. yeah, and it's just like, <laughs> literally the next day she just tur- goes off in this massive huff, and <laughs> and it's just, oh my god. I would propose now. <laughs> yeah, but even then, like you could tell there's already like yeah. awkward tension about things. Then they get to this, this wedding planner, and it's like, okay, so you both want a June wedding. It's like, is there any significance to a June wedding apart from it's in June? Um, it's summer. It's nice. It's nice weather. Yeah, but is June the only only month in which you get summer? Where do they live? New York. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> New York's famously quite cold. Okay. 
<laughs> but he's like, go. shit, Maybe they it's got me. Film. But in July, <laughs> I mean, July, yeah. no, yeah, July, August would probably be all right as well. Yeah. I don't know. I think the it's very, very, it sounds like the very basic bad rule of this world. Is yeah. That oh, get married in June, yeah. Yeah, that they've spent so long planning their weddings that they have to have it the way... Oh, yeah, it gets it gets worse. Yeah. It gets worse, right, because like they have such strict rules about this. Because yeah. it doesn't have to just be in June. It has to be that June coming up. Because what ends up happening is that uh, they basically have two dates. So you have, like, June 6th and June 27th that they could go for. Math works out right, yeah? Yeah, ish. Yeah. Nah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Hypothetically, yeah. yeah. 6th, 13th, 20th, 20th, yeah. So it's one of those two dates. So they go, right, well, we'll obviously bookend it, bookend the month, so we'll go for those. Uh, the administration assistant uh, gets it wrong and books them both for the same day. And then con- uh, and then a woman comes in after and immediately books the, the next day. Uh, so they hunt this woman down and stalk her like mad until the point that they just go like change your wedding like swap with us she's like no why why should i this is the day i wanted everyone's right in that situation yeah no i'm not hearing anything like if this happened to me and my best friend i would like i'm 100 percent. i'm there i've got a knife to this woman's throat yeah it's like you can keep breathing or you can keep your wedding day yeah and and in the end they they basically attack this woman in a department store understandable um they they hold they hold a scanner gun to her head um They like threaten her. As... Press you <laughs> I, hope, I hope this gives you radiation poisoning. You on disco, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so in the end, so in the end, they start. They start going. It's like because <laughs> one of the things they're also offered is they say, right, well, the other option is uh, we've got June fifteenth coming up in like I think they say three years. Uh, obviously, that's out of the question for anyone to have to wait. Um, well, one of these women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At which point they're just like, they basically start like making snide comments about this. You know, like you know, one of you know, one of us should be flexible. You know, the per- maybe the person who's never been flexible before uh, should be nice to the person who's always had to change their way for everything. Mm. Yeah, or maybe it should be you know the. Maybe it should be the person with more money who should who should go now. Gives the other the other person who doesn't have a job, um, or I just loads of like snide comments yeah. like that, and to the point they just like they basically just start like you know that's it warfare. Um, they start it's, it starts out really really petty. Like one of them will like send out the save the date for that day, even though they haven't agreed. The other one will go looking at like invitations, and then it sort of escalates into. Like active, you know, like active sabotage. Like the ones book the other ones DJ. Yeah. Uh, the other one. This is... was on Friends as well. Yeah, it was. Why are rom coms just episodes of Friends <laughs> stretched out to an hour and a half? Yeah, Friends like, was effectively yeah. a rom com. <laughs> if these films were coming out like 2010 and stuff, I suppose it would be like people Friends watch ended. Friends. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like Friends what, has ended. How do like we capitalize on? And then, <laughs> and then, like, I, I think the ones that I really hate was like. Like all the side characters as well, like, um, oh my god, because like when they saw, because like they meet this wedding dress and she's and she's like, oh, that you might need to alter the dress. Like, you do not alter a dress for a person, you alter a person for our dress, like an Angeline Wang dress, I think. Angeline Wang, I love it. And then, and then the other one that's supposed to be, (laughs) and then like. 
basically the plan to sabotage the dress is to (laughs) (laughs) the plan to sabotage uh, the dress because it's Kate Hudson's character who wants this dress is to send her chocolates anonymously so she keeps eating them and gets fat Mean Girls yeah I was going to say Mean Girls yeah Yeah, Yeah. the Mean Girls strategy (laughs) Um, at this point they're just being really really catty about each other and it's just that things are really really escalating to the point they just to the point that they're actively doing things like sneaking into spray uh spray tan salon and swapping out cans of like spray tan uh, i think i remember that in the trailer yeah actually, so yeah. she's literally walking around looking like a simpson uh swapping out the the hair dye so that her hair is blue for a while and like the only wait, wait which one's like here was blue uh, kate hudson's character Hopefully, i was gonna say because anne hathaway yellow. like why that would look terrible on her. <laughs> yeah it was yeah, to go from like up. black to blue mm. <laughs> especially with like <laughs> how yeah. how white she is as well it would look terrifying um but then the only funny scene in the film is that kate hudson's character is like a high profile like lawyer uh, and so she... Oh, so super mature job. <laughs> yeah. But but basically, um, she wakes up late for a meeting when she still has the blue hair, so, like, kind of rushes to the office, gets there, realises, like, oh, no, my hair is blue. So her great idea to, like, cover this up when she's having to deal with, like, clients is she takes off her shirt but keeps the jacket on, puts the shirt over her hair in the sort of, like, towel sort of... Like a turban? Like the, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's like, you know where like, people the wash their hair and, and like yeah. just do that? I don't know what you call that. I don't, I, like... Yeah, like a towel turban. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do that even though I don't have any hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's just a fun thing to do. Um, yeah. Like, she does that with... That's how you clean your wigs. Put them on and get in the shower. <laughs> she does that with the shirt that she's she's wearing. So she's just presenting, still saying, like, you know, the sort of... So the way that we're going to deal with this uh, deal with this case is we're going to take like this part of the contract, and she's doing that just with a put the a, towel turban, a, a towel turban shirt over her blue hair, just a and jacket. No, top on. no, she's, she's wearing the jacket. The jacket, the jacket where you could just see her. Where you could just see like the bra. And I'm just like, I, who thought of this? Like, what is going on? A man, <laughs> a man thought I was of this. Like, how is that better than just? Having like, blue hair. Sorry, I got the wrong hair dye and <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't have time. <laughs> Did you ever see that film, uh, Big Fat Liar, like when we were kids with Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes and they wanted to I get can't... their own back on that guy who stole their film idea and they turn him blue and his hair orange? <laughs> it sounds like that to me. Like, you know, like, I'm going to make them blue. But and like The difference is that was an amazing film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that was kids doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, all of these antics, I was just like, right, this is, this is stupid and incredibly cat and it just doesn't make women look look great. But then the point where the film was annoying me is that they start talking about Anne Hathaway's character because she's the one engaged to Chris Pratt. And they start trying to make out that Chris Pratt is the bad guy in this. And I'm like, why? Is he? What does he do? In real life, Chris How Pratt is the bad guy. He's an evangelical and hates gays. Is he? He goes to a church that's like actively funds um, He's a an, bit uh, anti-LGBT stuff. He's a bit oh, like wow. Tom Cruise now, where like I noticed the more you see him on interview shows, the more he's become this like character. character. Oh. And like when I saw him on Graham Norton Art, he was very like, yeah. hi. And I was like, oh. Oh, it's like, like, um, oh, like Stepford Wifey. Like he's, he's a yeah. robot. And like the real Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. is. Also, <laughs> when you say Chris Pratt, it's completely indistinguishable from saying crisp. Right. <laughs> Chris Pratt. But anyway, this is, continue. But this Sorry. Is, <laughs> this is post-Guardian. Really like, like no, this, this would be before. 
This is definitely oh, pre. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, so he, he wasn't like ripped or anything. He was quite like yeah, chubby, was still fit though. Yeah, like he's an evangelical, like, but he's still fit. But yeah, like, but like the thing is, the only thing that starts happening is that, like, they try and make out that he's like a control freak. Because what ends up happening is that they talk about like Anne Hathaway's character so much is that like oh she's really like she's really bendy she just doesn't have a own... <laughs> I, I, she like can get her legs behind her she's a gymnast she's not flexible at all I've always been flexible she doesn't have a backbone basically so she just like obey any request to her um, oh right okay. yeah that's sort of <laughs> What did you think? You you got actually well, physically bent. Yeah, yeah bendy, I just didn't like mind. As in bent, no bend to someone's will. Is oh what right, I yeah, flexible. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's why I sort of have to push <laughs> a bit of a on. Wet blanket. I just basically what ends up happening because Kate Hudson's character is basically being like really, really extreme. So Anne Hathaway is having to meet those extremes. Right. Yeah. They're having. They're just having a conversation one day, and he just says like, I, "You know who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for like uh, fiance. I think his name is Dan." Like, I feel sorry for Dan. Like, he's just getting to the point where he just can't control her. And I'm just... And they just make out with, like, the way she's... It's just like, oh, he's a control freak. Oh, he thinks a woman should be controlled. I'm like, no, she, she's being irrational. <laughs> and it's clear that he means control in terms of just chill out. Not in, like... <laughs> control your woman. Kind <laughs> of control, yeah. Yeah, not like anything bad. <laughs> then they have an argument later on, which was just... Which was him going, like, stop, you've... Like, you've taken t- things too far. You're not the person I thought you were. What is that point for him? That she's taken things too far? Um, she, she like, crashes her hen party and actively gets in, like, what I can only describe as a slut contest with her. Because <laughs> uh, she's there, like, dressed. Like she's there, there's like there's no misogyny in this film. <laughs> yeah. No, I said the men aren't misogynists. <laughs> the writers were. The yeah, women, sorry, however. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not a case of like the men. Slut contest. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like basically, it's like the DJ of this like hen night is just like, oh, we got two brides in the house. Like, yo, dance off, dance oh, off, and oh, and have what? Yeah. yeah, and then like she's just talking about like basically in really vengeful ways so she keeps talking about like what she's going to do to like mess up things and just like our wedding's going to be so much better as opposed to like they're trashy basically (laughs) talking like that and he's just like look like you are not you are not the person that i thought you were like i i i don't know why you're like this and to be fair i think most people i would know if if literally their wedding is coming up and all they can talk about is destroying another person's wedding i would also be a little bit like yeah, this doesn't seem healthy or right. Yeah. So, but they keep, okay, they keep yeah. fra- they keep framing it as if like he's tr- he's really controlling and condescending. I'm like, no, you're just off the rails. He just wants to get on and with then, planning his own wedding. Yeah, and then they meet Kate Hudson's brother, who they meet like once or twice already, and it's really clear that he basically makes it clear that yeah, uh, like a while ago, I was also interested in you. I also kind of still am. Uh, I just <laughs> oh, here's the rom-com bit of this like, here's the romance oh, yeah. Yeah. No. I'm just like I'm just like wait so that's clearly who you're I'm just like but Chris Pratt hasn't done anything wrong what what's it's like the guy in mine yeah <laughs> but, but where is the, is, is it more <laughs> right of a comedy now. the like cattiness of the women or is there actually a romance rom, rom oh the, it, the, the pure it? focus is on like the the, the women destruction yeah. of the wet yeah the thing is but even that just instantly fizzles out because it gets to the point where they do the the spray tan and the the hair dye thing and both women just kind of go you know I, i'm done with this I, i'm done with the fighting <laughs> and then the rest of it is just they're playing out their wedding days 
Uh, but then there's just more of this fo- focus on Anne Hathaway's character of just like, do you do you really want to do this? Like, and just like, where are all these doubts coming from before, apart from the completely rational stuff I've talked well, about? Change, that's changed the plot of the film from yeah. arguing with best friend to do I marry this? Yeah. it's gone from it's marriage for me Madison <laughs> County <laughs> what then happens oh yeah I should also mention because obviously they were meant to be uh, maids of honour for each other they no longer are so Anne Hathaway gets like this Why? Re- <laughs> I should also mention there's a witch in this film <laughs> her name is the Sycorax <laughs> Um, so Anne Hathaway gets like a teacher from the sort of like school that she sort of works in I guess uh, but like she's really bossy and there is a great scene where like Anne Hathaway just goes so wishy-washy occupations <laughs> yeah. film. relatable content yeah there is actually a great Same. moment where she takes like the teacher who's been really bossy throughout this and goes right I just need one thing from you today I think you need you just need to understand that not everything is going to be about you sometimes it is okay that things are about me for today like it is my wedding day I am stressed out I think you can under- I'm just like yeah I can I can understand this that that character has been a jerk throughout this film yeah. um Kate Hudson's character uh, hires her assistant uh, to be her maid of honor. So the guy I mentioned earlier. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. So she just hires a maid of honor, and he's just going around just doing secretarial things. Mm. But he does one dickish thing. Basically, the last thing that Kate Hudson's character was planning was that she had like a DVD of like Spring Break, where Anne Hathaway is just going mad. Uh, I say going mad. She's just like, yeah, tequila, dancing on a table, and just that's all it is. She no. got one tit out for a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll get back on that. <laughs> I think the most she might have done is like wink at a person. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it wouldn't be she got so like good. she fell tits up. It'd be tit up. Yeah. <laughs> but she basically swapped the DVD, like swapped some DVDs around. So like. Uh, Anne Hathaway's character was meant to be like walking down the aisle to like you know ma- a romantic montage sort of DVD. Oh, so she gross. swaps it. She swaps it out for this DVD of Spring Break. I find that funny if that was my wedding day. Well, you're not Anne Hathaway. Uh, <laughs> How dare I, you? I could be. <laughs> what ends up happening is a blue is wig. And <laughs> she so Kate Hudson's like has this moment of like oh my god I've I've done this I need to fix it. So calls the assistant maid of honor over says. This is a thing that I did. I need you to swap the DVDs back. Explain what's happened. They'll do it. And he just walks out, just walking down the corridor, chucks the DVD into a plan and goes, you'll thank me one day. I'm like, wait, what? what's, your, what's been your incentive in this entire film? Just out of nowhere, you've just gone, you know what? Screw it. I am the bad guy now. <laughs> <laughs> so then this DVD is playing, at which point Anne half Bear in mind, they still have their wedding in the same venue. No, hang on. Sorry, why is that man the antagonist suddenly? I don't know. That's why. That's the last like, time you see him in the film. Wow. He just walks. Open off. that door. I'm leaving. Yeah. I, I would love it. I no. would love it if what? actually. I would love it if actually the resolution of the film was meant to be like a nice makeup thing, but the actor just just got fed up and was just like, <laughs> "You'll fight me one day." I, but yeah, like so that basically what happens then is like that comes up like. Uh, Hathaway is, is angered so storms into the other re- wedding and pounces on Kate Hudson's character they just start fighting in the aisles uh, to the point that like people want to pull them away but then Kate Hudson's brother just goes no 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 let them sort it out <laughs> <laughs> let them it's fight. a Chicago way <laughs> <deep into it. laughs> 
He's just thinking to himself, that's the woman I'm going to marry. I know it's a wedding, don't worry. I've got some oil in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but at which, <laughs> which point, like, they start fighting. Uh, Chris Pratt comes in and goes, congratulations, you've ruined our wedding day. And I'm just like... No, he ruined it by being so controlling. <laughs> <laughs> at which point, she's just like, it's just like, look, I'm not the same person that you that you fell in love with before. Sorry about that. If you don't want to be with wow. me, we won't get married. And then they don't get married. That um, is not the resolution. <laughs> and then what happens... But then, that. what basically <laughs> happens is she then goes to Kate Hudson's wedding, still in a wedding dress, I, 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 I might add. Right. <laughs> Starts dancing with the brother. Then there's a time skip where she has married the brother now. Yeah. And they come back from honeymoon. Uh, and then they're talking and they're like, oh, do you want to drink? No, thanks, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking either. Wait. Ugh. And then it's just like, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? Oh, my God. When do you do? They both said, March 6th. And then they just squee. And I'm just like, Ugh. oh, the amount of squeeing in this film, especially from, like, the they side... They thought there'd be a sequel. <laughs> yeah, especially from the side characters who were just, like, meant <laughs> to be... They the... the sequel when they're trying to destroy each other's face. <laughs> 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 That's the first thing. What would you call it? Baby <laughs> boy. <laughs> it's like, oh, I fucked you in for your like... normal... It's like the scans for months have been showing single babies. It's like, no, the scans have shown twins, and like the other woman is like, I've been swapping them. <laughs> You've been buying single beds and single crams. And <laughs> You're not prepared. <laughs> oh, you have my. To double up. I need to stop laughing because I'm crying. My I, just, like, I, I just got to this point with the. <sighs> Yeah, so, like, I mean, the amount of squeeing... That, the thing is, like, I, I know that that's not going to be the stuff for me. I, I just... Yeah. I just don't understand why... Like, why people can enjoy people being so ridiculously competitive over... Like, I thought you said when she came out to the wedding, I would have found it funny if she saw, like, another guy getting chucked out of a wedding fighting with, like, a groom. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, my perfect man. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah, I just... I just couldn't couldn't care about anyone the fact that as 10 year olds they're already in like like wedding dresses and having like apparently they had like, a weekly fake wedding with each other because they're like oh, I think these I'm always the like, <laughs> I think we're getting around to <laughs> the good ending surely would have been that they realised that yeah. their wedding wasn't good without having their best friend there or some some garbage like that yeah. no, it, it but the should only... have been we should just get married to each other yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, they even say for yeah. the thing is as well. And this is the other reason why I sympathise for the men in this film. Both guys just go, well, if it means so much to you, why don't you just have a joint wedding? I'm yeah. just like, and they would be happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would make total sense. I was What's their excuse. That? Their excuses and Hathaway's like, I've had to share everything my entire life with Kate Hudson. Yeah. I'm not going to share my wedding day. I'm just like, but to be yeah, fair, I nah. If to I was a, to like, an extent, yeah. sure. But I'm just like, there are ways around it. That's like, another trope with these rom-coms, though, because I'm assuming the fact that you said that, like, one of the characters has an assistant, I'm assuming that, like, they're well off. Mm. Because, like, there yeah, is this way, like, you always have to watch them going, like, what is, like, there's something appealing about people, like, watching very rich people, like, have, like, you know, love lives and stuff. It's never the realistic thing of, like, you know, like, oh, you know, like, she's in this, like, rubbish, small, squished apartment. Like, yeah. in, um... What happens like they in can, Vegas? They can leave someone at the altar and and not have to yeah. deal with any. Yeah. Normal people. What happens in Vegas? The fact that they like they both seem well off already, but then they like win the jackpot yeah. on a slot a slot machine and like 
the end resolution is like, oh no, you have to split three million dollars, and then she's like, you have the three million, it's fine, and all this, and you're like, what <laughs> the but hell? Even, but even and then, they're like, oh, we get, to, and it's literally the last shots, them on a beach, and they're like, we've got money, and I'm like, oh, like. But even then, think about this as the end logistics of of Bride Wars, right? You've obviously got two weddings going on. You've got the entirety of Anne Hathaway and Chris Pratt's family in one. You've got the entirety of Kate Hudson and whoever the hell she's marrying in the other. Because <laughs> obviously. Because they, because Anne Hathaway and Chris Pratt break up their wedding, yeah, yeah, and then Anne Hathaway goes and enjoys the other wedding. Does what about not? all of her friends and family in the other room that I she's didn't just even abandoned? Think of that. Can you imagine? Like, I'd, I'd go in and be like, do you know what? Go and enjoy the open bar. <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I, I'm a head out. <laughs> I'm just gonna that like. Yeah. If I was yeah, imagine, a yeah. parent and my child was like getting married logistics. and then they did yeah. that to me, I I would kill them. I'd murder them in their I'd choke them with their wedding dress. Yeah. But interestingly now we go on to our next segment, which is the movie vault, which is uh choosing if any film we've discussed today goes into a vault that encapsulates these films for all time for our friend the film god. And yeah, I don't think we've ever had a situation in which we've talked about just all bad films and there's just very likely chance that nothing goes into the movie vault. So but you can go in there for the basis of it's so bad that maybe like, you know, that you should learn from the mistakes of this movie, or we all have the assumption, no, don't see this film or or should never I mean, see the light of day. They they all especially ours, I think Bride Wars got famous enough that it, it had redeeming qualities. I me. think like, anything on Hathaway is in And Kate Hudson people, is yeah. Rom-com, like how yeah. to lose about it then, yeah. And stuff. But I, I think also yours is more focused on women, which I think is a more interesting take. Yeah, and ours were men. But then men. when it's when it's, it's much of a rom com, then is it? Yeah. So like that one does seem like uh, the wedding, the maid of honor seems to have more of the tropes of a rom uh, com. It was every yeah. single trope, but yeah. like just done badly, so badly. Because yeah. I was I was gonna say I quite like rom coms, so I I don't mm. wanna diss on all no, rom-coms no. but this one yeah just it's not indicative of a good rom-com like no. there's so many things that i would have done differently so maybe you could put that one in as a like do everything that this doesn't, doesn't yeah yeah but what are your would, guys thoughts but i'm happy for uh, see it as much as it. i um hate <laughs> good luck check it is really like it represents a time a really weird time in cinema where like any like comedian or like stand-up comedian who had a bit of a name for themselves could just be like, yeah, I'll just be in a film yeah. and I'll earn like millions of dollars. Probably have a producer credit. Mm. And I just think for that fact that this like encapsulates, 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 yeah. encapsule like a capsule. Yeah, that word. <laughs> it like really does that for that era of like really shitty rom-coms. Yeah. So I'm gonna put good luck, Chuck forward. Yeah, I, I I'd happily go with that. If I it's like that the, so well, yeah. the epitome of Because, like yeah, the, it sounds like... I that should be in politics. For, I can convince people <laughs> of yes, that. That sounds right. like it's a bad rom-com, but, but bad, like... Whereas, oh, like, again, Maid of Honor, it's like, you could have done something here, or, you know, like, it's... I, like, I kind of, after your yeah. thing, <laughs> I want to watch Good Luck Chuck to make fun of it, but this yeah. one just... It, it yeah, just, the it wasn't fun thing. enough to watch to make fun of. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for yours to get Yeah, mine wasn't yeah. fun. I think the problem with mine is just that I, I, I don't know what statement we're making apart I, from I this. I don't it's feel just... like yours was in any way a rom-com. <laughs> no, no, that's the thing, yeah. So, so. No... 
Romance. So, so would you say the two no, there were was just so, good There luck. was some forced romance, and then there was just a lot of comedy. Yeah. So. See, like, the basic idea of, like, making a film about two women who are getting married and then completely... What they should have done... I love rewriting films. <laughs> you'd never see the husbands, and they're not even, like, in yeah. it. Yeah. And just made it all about, like, they're, like, bridezillas. And then at the end, have them, like, walking down the aisle... And like, still don't show the husband, and it's like it's completely not about them. And then them realizing, like, years down the line, like, wow, I married this guy who I'm not actually that fussed on. It was just because he was rich and looked good in a suit, and now I'm mm. like really hating my life. Because you just wanted the just wanted wedding. the wedding, yeah. you didn't want the marriage. But actually, the fun was. That's I'm why in it should have been my best friends. Yeah, yeah, and then they should have been. Gay. And then they, yeah. yeah, and yeah. then the sick rags comes. In. <laughs> yes. Can we put that? <laughs> that bit, <yeah. laughs> this film that we've just invented. Um, so this what? week going into the movie vault is the Tempest. <laughs> yeah. the, the Tempest, the actual maid of honor. The, <laughs> the love of the Sycorax and the sea. So she loved the sea. Yeah. I so think, Shelley, you, you said we're maid of honor. Like you said, I would prefer to watch Good Luck Chuck. So do you think that like loses it for maid of honor? Like, is the other person who's seen it? Though? I just I wouldn't want anyone to watch. Like I, yeah, that's why I say like she's. I say yeah, it has enough. to be good luck Chuck on just yeah, that. Then, yeah, I would say that because I. I agree. I don't think yeah. it deserves to be in any <laughs> sort of best of or worst of no. list. Just like everyone, just forget that. It <laughs> yeah, just just watch meh. it. You know, but that's what's weird. I have seen it, and I don't. Rem- I didn't remember it until you would like describe in really specific moments. I'm I mean, like, no, oh, shit, yeah. wasn't exactly described. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan. Like, the highest <laughs> description. But going into the movie vault this week, then, is Good Luck Chuck. So, to continue the theme of uh, the anti-Valentine special, this endgame is called Bad Romance. Um, <laughs> Bad Romance. Yeah, so I... I I, I went looking uh, for like a picture of a Rome ant uh, yeah. online. Um, that is not what I was expecting. I was expecting something more like this. Uh, <laughs> play that there that was looks like that. Lucario. <laughs> so what's basically going to happen is that we've taken a, a variety of scenes in films that are meant to be romantic in some way, shape, or form. Uh, what we would like you to do is we've cut the scene in a certain time, and we want you to te- say what the next line is so it's either the next line of the character or like the continuation of the line we'll yeah. i'll tell you which one is going to be um have you got paper because we would like you to write down your answers oh, oh i've got a- hang on i'm comp- taking my hand roughs off you, <laughs> you can tell when someone's it's getting serious theory. when the hand roughs come off <laughs> is that just the drag equivalent of the gauntlet is thrown <laughs> <laughs> are we ready for clip number one yes yeah okay so we're going to start off relatively simple we're going to start off with a classic rom-com uh, four weddings and a funeral. I was standing there in the church and for the first time in my whole life I realised I totally and utterly loved one person. And it w- wasn't the person standing next to me in the veil, it's the person standing opposite me now in the rain. So, what does she say in response? Oh, are we doing it one by one? Yeah, it'll be, uh, be one by one. So, oh, I, Shelley, then. I've never actually seen Four Weddings all the way through. That's fine. <laughs> Neither have I, I. I. I went, and she obviously doesn't say this, but I was like, got a brolly. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's just, they've both just got water dripping down their yeah, face. Yeah, he says rain, so yeah. Yeah, yeah so got a brolly. And then... I wrote, it's not raining, I think you're having a stroke. 
<laughs> What's weird is that so we'll play the right answer now. Like I feel like One those right. <laughs> the person standing opposite me now. In the rain. Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. Oh my god, we're not far off. <laughs> so it was a reference to the rain. <laughs> Yeah, so, so unfortunately, in that situation, you were both. <laughs> but honestly, like I think they were, they were better. We get bonus points for how funny we were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is going to be a bonus game for certain clips. Okay. So, cool. Okay, so... Right, so next up, we're going to go to a childhood classic and a what's meant to be a really sweet romantic scene in the film Casper. As in, the friendly ghost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I were alive... Would you go to the Halloween dance with me? Cat? Mm-hmm. What's he going to ask? So he asks her uh, something specific. Would you go to the Halloween dance with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't care. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think I can write what I really want to write. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, he asks, will you teach me how to dance? Okay, that's that's a fair answer. Yeah. Lucy? <laughs> if I give you a WKD, can I finger you? <laughs> <laughs> He's a ghost. Can he get it? <laughs> He's a ghost yeah, in like 1996. <laughs> yeah, true. Right. Yeah, I think I'm right. The, the sad thing is, <laughs> I think in tone, yours is closer. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's not a nice thing. It, it's a bit creepy what he actually says. Would you go to the Halloween dance with me? Mm-hmm. Cat. Mm-hmm. Can I keep you? Oh! Oh no! <laughs> I'd say my words were closer to what he said as well. Yeah. The worst thing is, if you listen to that slow down, it's it's Can haunting. I keep you? Oh, gonna keep you. <laughs> so in that situation, you are both. Okay. So, but Lucy gets a point, yeah? yeah? I'll keep track of the points. Yeah, right. we will, we'll, get, we'll get to the bonus points soon. So the next film we're going to look at is Hitch with Will Smith. So Will Smith, famously a very charismatic person, can usually make any lines uh, work. Let's see if he can make this weird romantic anecdote oh, work. God, no. Ready? Mm-hmm. No. But always remember, life is not the amount of breaths you take. So what is life actually? <laughs> and for this one, I think we'll give I think we'll give a bonus point for what we think the best interpretation of life if you don't know the answer. The most inventive. Yeah. So what's the first half of the line? Um, In, when it comes to life, it's not about it's not about the, how many the breaths, breaths you take. take. It's about the amount of pussy you get. <laughs> oh my god, mine is basically the same. It's how many poons you've tagged. <laughs> Do I even want to play the original? (laughs) So you just go out on a limb and say, (laughs) "Here's the original clip." But always remember, life is not the amount of breaths you take; it's the moments that take your breath away. Do you know why I would have loved it to be? It's like the amount of takes you breath. And they're just like, both the people in bed are like... <laughs> <laughs> this is a difficult one because in spirit, 
they're both I the same both, life. Both points. I think you it. both gain a, uh, yeah. a bonus point for that. Hey. Uh, ev- even I'm if keeping track of my points. <laughs> I'm not keeping track of any points. So, <laughs> so next up, we have a, a film which we love to continually rip into on the show, uh, which is uh, set far away in the stars of Jupiter Ascending. Oh my <gasps> god! Oh. I've seen this. Any way to fix it. You are royalty now. I'm a splice. You don't understand what that means, but I have more in common with a dog than I have with you. So how does she respond to that? Bear in mind, she's trying to win him round. What does she say to that? Right. Oh, I don't know. Something about doggy style. <laughs> okay, so... Shelly has gone for something about doggy style. <laughs> That's what she says. Lucy. Oh, I don't know. I'll suck your dog... Oh. <laughs> Play the clip! Is there any way to fix it? You are royalty now. I'm a splice, you don't understand what that means, but I have more in common with a dog than I have with you. I love dogs, I've always loved dogs. <laughs> Tell me I was wrong. She is with Ashton Kutcher. The seventies romances. I would watch show. that sex tape. <laughs> so in that, I think it was so close, but then that means it was so but so that far. Wrong, wrong yeah, there I feel like in that situation when no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay, I'm going to give myself a point anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm really. Yeah, I didn't I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really scared now because the next film we're looking at is Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. I have got this one. I was already write something down. <laughs> Are you going to make love to me now? So what's his response? I actually know! <laughs> <laughs> Shelley, what do you think? Oh, I just wrote anything down. <laughs> something about doggy <laughs> style. I'm going to make hate to you instead. I'm going to make hate to you. clever. I don't make love. I f- Which my friend actually said to a guy on a night out. No way to the line. Wow. He says that. He says that. Are you gonna make love to me now? I don't make love. I f- hard. <laughs> hard. hard. Oh. I don't think my friend said the hard bit, which is what I don't remember. So. <laughs> One eye just closed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Ma- I did make sure to pause that in the absolute perfect moment. Oh. So that is a, a genuine point. point. What? <laughs> Why is that the only one I knew? That's so embarrassing. It's Blame your so friend. Blame your friend. <laughs> okay. She literally, this guy came up to her and was like, "Oh, I'd like to make love to you," and she was like, "I don't make love." Ew, okay. So, I was an adult when this came out. I think we all. I, were. Yeah, we all. Were. I am trying to preserve <laughs> any sense of. <laughs> I'm trying to preserve any sense of like uh, innocence I have. <laughs> She froze my heart, and only an act of true love can save me. A true love's kiss. Oh, Anna. So, what's the next line? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lucy, what did you put? So he says, Anna... I'm gay and your frosty <laughs> makes me sick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the tape, Walt. Shelly. Uh, I said, uh, Anna, I'm gay and your frosty. <laughs> 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 we watched the same copy. <laughs> uh, he says something like, Are you 
really that naive because he like to, he's like the bad guy. Okay. But it's something like that, but I, I don't know he turns into the nasty man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Anna. If only there was someone out there who loved you. <laughs> so close. Yeah, so far. Yeah, I feel like Lucy is obviously incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to What's award... What's that another point for Lucy? I'm, I'm going to award Shelly a point for basically knowing the plot of Frozen. The gist of it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well done, me. Uh, next film is Gigli with Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Are we ready? No. Yeah, go on. It's turkey time. What? Huh? It's turkey time. She says it's turkey time, and then she says the next line. So what would you say... Oh, uh, there's also going to be a bonus point for if you don't know the answer. What would you say after just saying it's turkey time? Okay, Shelley. Uh, I've got two options. Okay, I'll Either... take them. I'll take them both because one will be incorrect and therefore okay. entry for the other one. <laughs> one is either based me. Yeah. Or gobble gobble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is one of those right? It's I, I really time. It might be. It's Lucy. turkey time. Gobble, gobble. Don't be fooled that by the turkey that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the Because <laughs> <laughs> it's J-Lo. Okay. Are we ready? <laughs> she says that. It's turkey time. Huh? Gobble, gobble. <laughs> no! <laughs> Did, is that... Does she mean like... Gobble, gobble. <laughs> I, I would. I think it's more implying for him to go down on her, given the positioning, right? Gobble, gobble. Does he? It's what happened? I, I, I had seen that clip, and I would have said be, the beast in one. I was like, I thought it was. Gonna as be soon like, as we're done here, I'm gonna go and tell Steve that it's turkey time, <laughs> and see how gobble, he reacts. Gobble, gobble. gobble. <laughs> And if that doesn't work, try based me. So this time we're going back to the suave nature of uh, Will Smith's uh, hitch. Never lie, steal, cheat, or drink. But if you must lie, lie in the arms of the one you love. Mm. If you must steal, steal away from bad company. If you must cheat, cheat death. And if you must drink... So if you must drink, what do you drink to? What, so let's start with Shelley then. Uh... And if you're gonna drink, drink to a good <laughs> and a better sleep. <laughs> is that close? I hope that's close. Mine is drink to them the pain of Uncle Phil dying. Oh, oh no! Oh jeez. Because oh. he did die in real oh. life. Yeah, here's the actual clip. And if you must drink, drink in the moments that take your breath away. Yeah, he literally says the same thing in both clips. So unfortunately, neither of you saw that ruse, and so neither of you get a point. There. I'm going to give us both a point. <laughs> it won't make any difference anyway to the winner with it. So, so yeah. I mean, no one's really keeping track. <laughs> so Apart from you in, in a this big next <laughs> so in this next clip, uh, we go to the to the failed film Lost in Space. Uh, and it's meant to be a romantic scene between uh, two characters to the point that the one line we haven't heard so far is I love you, you know, one of the most romantic sentiments uh, in this. But what I want to know is based on this relationship, how does he address her? So here's the original. Here's the clip. Come home to me, Professor. So he says, I love you. I love you something. So what do we think he says? I love you. Bitch, <laughs> I ain't ever gonna stop loving you. Bitch. <laughs> I love that vine. And I just put, I love you, Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> 
The thing is, they're still more warm than what he actually says. This is what this is what is said. Come home to me, Professor. Wife, isn't it? It's wife. I love you, wife. Ugh. Shit. Oh. oh, I just remembered it in the moment. I'll give you. I'll I give love you, wife. So yeah, the official answers were. Uh, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So that is the end that we've come to. Um, but even if we would award uh, Shelley the bonus point, in terms of our official scoring, uh, Shelley is the winner with three points to two. So <laughs> wow. I just give myself points every time. <laughs> I was totally believing yours. I was going by Lucy. She's got six and I've got, well, I had two. You added two on at the very end there. <laughs> we'll give it the one for the end as well, just to make it more clear that yeah. it isn't <laughs> So it's four to you. <laughs> oh, so, you got the Fifty Shades one, like, spot on. That was... Yeah. And mine, mine was... many moments to be My gobble-gobble was <laughs> pure. I was like, what's the... So, Shelley, congratulations. That little trophy belongs oh. to you. I'm livid. <laughs> I'm actually Sorry. livid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't worth it. <laughs> Just for that, I'm going to bring it back. Going to turn your hair blue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, honorable mention to two films that we would have liked to have gotten in this end game, but nothing there was nothing good enough to use, which was Titanic and Ten Things I Hate About You. So legitimate, legitimate, romantic. That films, must be Nigel with the Brie. That's the line from Ten Things I Hate About You. And uh, wait, come back. Yeah. And that's from yeah, but the thing is, I'm not sure if I could have stood you two turning it into like some like sexual. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've already got the frozen. One, that's <laughs> 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 okay, oh my god, <laughs> and then he lets go and sinks away. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, thank you guys for that very, very interesting episode and interesting. Uh, yeah, most interesting end game we've had. Thanks for having absolute us. Absolute yeah, bizarre, but we've had loads of fun, and it's been a pleasure having you on and talking about very bad films, which has been a good. Good change. Uh, where can we where can we catch you? Or we said about plugging plugging some stuff, Shelley. Um, yeah, twitch.tv forward slash sprinkle light, like sprinkle and then L I G H T mm-hmm. for more thirty uh, year old woman caring about Pokemon <laughs> well, content. And uh, the podcast you mentioned as well, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it's um we the we wheelie stagey like oh, okay. uh, W H E E L I E stagey cool. podcast. Awesome. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's really stagey. I thought you were like mispronouncing really. No. I get it now because it's about accessibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucy, where can we catch you? Where's the best place to find you? Like, I live in Newport, if that's what you mean. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just wandering? Yes. Wandering in Newport? Newport. Yeah. I just wonder. It's not many times the guest thinks they're being propositioned on this show. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. where do you want to catch me? Are we hunting each other now? Is this like a. like the. When, deadliest prey um, catch, you, catch me outside catch me outside my <laughs> um, I'm on internet yeah. <laughs> what are your apps uh, Queen on Twitter and Instagram everyone should follow me on Twitter because I'm nearly on 800 followers Ooh. but also follow me on Instagram because I'm prettier than I am funny I already follow you on Instagram and your YouTube oh that's hilarious it, uh, what's your YouTube channel name is it all uh, just that? search Lucifer Cardiff or Lucifer Drag Queen yeah. and I come and up and it's F-U-R as well F-U-R yeah, yes, yeah. loads Definitely. of people spell it with two R's yeah. I was about Why? to I put a little thing okay we one know. R definitely yeah. cool no it's like Lucy and then fear like yeah. what a cat has cool yeah. 
Yeah, well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you can ca- you can catch us on uh, freshtakehub.com slash wellgoodmovies and uh, also wellgoodmovies Facebook and uh, the same for our Instagram as well. So, yeah, please like, share, uh, review this episode. If you'd like to see more like this in the future, <laughs> then, yeah. Don't judge the podcast on this episode. Somebody just being like, there was only one tit. <laughs> one out of five. <laughs> one. This oh, no, it's a new thumbs-up system. <laughs> uh, so thank you, guys. Anything else for yourself, Craig? I need a bar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Gobble, gobble.